0: That Amen, evangelist lady, Amen. Appreciate her tonight. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Forgive this preacher's voice. I might have her sing, Amen. It, brother, it just it sounds great before church, but when it get going, it kind of gets ruined coming up the throat. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's because we're preaching, Amen, a lot. But uh, uh, Amen. I thank you for uh, Amen enjoying her and enduring me. <laughs> well, praise the Lord amen the book of job we're going there together amen the book of job amen again i appreciate my family i do appreciate my wife i thank the lord for her uh, amen such a blessing uh, a lot of the things that are behind the scenes that amen she does for this ministry uh, amen and uh, over the years and i thank the lord's great mother to her children grandmother to her great or her her grandchildren and uh, amen and of course uh, my precious wife, uh, brother, we I, I know I told brother and sister um, Samson and uh, possibly brother Caleb as well that uh, we, we also teach uh, marriage seminars. We have PowerPoint, different things, and they'll gather couples together, churches in advance. We'll have it's kind of thematic, and we have a great time. There's quizzes, there's food, there's fellowship, uh, amen, and storytelling time, all kinds of good stuff. And um, but um, one of the things I do say with the couples that I think is so very, very important. Uh, amen. How much percentage, it's kind of a question, how much percentage, uh, amen, should, should you be uh, giving towards your marriage? And uh, some will say, my, it's always a 50-50, brother. 50. How many know what I'm saying? Amen. And, and you got that kind of gr- arrangement. That's great. 50-50. Amen. But really, and I tell him, I said, it's 100 and zero. 100 and zero, and they'll kind of look, kind of like what you're doing right now, amen. Why? Is because when the other is very low for some reason, fighting it out, and they feel like brother or sister zero, the other one's going to be there, not with 50 percent, but holding the toe with 100 percent, saying it's going to be all right. Is that all right? <laughs> amen. If you've got that kind of arrangement. Amen. Y'all both are going to hit it at 100% a lot of times, but sometimes it's that opposite that happens and a trauma to just one. But if you're there, giving 100% till that storm is over, amen. That's what floats your boat. Praise God. Is that all right? Hallelujah. You got to have Jesus in the middle of it all. Amen. Well, there's your marriage seminar for a couple of minutes. Amen. So a little pre-taste brother So, where you're looking at and, and here we go to the book of job amen amen book of job tonight and i know last night thank you church for uh, being sponges and soaking it up like you did and my this church is a word hungry church and brother that is not by accident amen there are preachers that have instilled that within their congregation amen that uh, the word of God's important and you respond to that word and that's just so awesome these pews are virtually vacant when it's time to just fall on the rocks of an altar somewhere amen and that is just so tremendous somebody say tremendous amen and so tonight i i don't believe it can be any different i know we talked about uh amen how to answer an atheist how you stay in the book amen in this turbulent world in a world that has a woke society and they, they think they're right and then try to intimidate not gonna let that happen you can stand tall and walk out of here with your back high your head high amen and holding yourself in the posture of praise and saying i've got a god Hallelujah. And tonight we kind of promised, and I, I wanted to follow the Holy Ghost. There's no PowerPoint. The brothers know it. I would have approached them already. Thank you so much for your help last night and uh, for sticking with us so close. But uh, tonight I, I still feel like peppering this with eschatology, end time. Uh, eschatology is simply meaning the, the study of end time situations and happenings within the Scripture. And, and so that's what we're going to do. But I, I want to give it a theme. I want to go into the word And hit some other scriptures. So this is not necessarily teaching. This is still preaching tonight. Is that okay? Amen. Anybody with me in section D over there? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, Amen. The A of the D has it. I need the B of the D. Praise God. Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. That went over like a flock of dogs. Praise God. Amen. Help us. Help us. Amen. We're just giving you all a bad time. Job chapter... Amen, number 12, and I want to start with verse, uh, amen, number 22, if I could, and read down just a little bit, Uh, amen, Job chapter number 12, verse 22, he discovereth the deep things, he discovereth deep things out of darkness, and bringeth out to light the shadow of death, wow, preacher, where are you going to go with that tonight, what does that even mean tonight? He increaseth the nations and destroyeth them. How many of you know the nations are being dealt with right now? He enlargeth the nations and straighteneth them again. <clears throat> he taketh away the heart of the chief of the people of the earth and causeth them to wander in the wilderness where there is no way. Wow. They grow up in the dark, here it is, without light. And he maketh them to stagger like a drunken man. Notice what the world does. Notice what the nations do that are without light. Staggering in the darkness like a drunk man. And brother, if I'm not mistaken, we're in some of the darkest times in the history of mankind. We're on, could I say, the backside of 6,000 years of our existence. And you're some of the most privileged people to be living in the end times. You really are. Said again, God did not put his B-team people in an A-team situation. You're some prime time. You're some of the cream of the crop. You're some of the first fruits that he's reserved and preserved. Amen, for what's happening right now. And God is going to give us the backbone to whatever it takes. Amen, to keep trucking for truth in an age that's walking in darkness. So help us tonight if I could. And it's going to make sense in a little while I pray. It's going to sound strange, but... If I could entitle, like to entitle it simply, the strength of 69 hammers. The strength of 69 hammers. <laughs> Some of you giving that preacher that look tonight. <laughs> what in the world? Somebody could you say it with me? The strength <clears throat> of 69 hammers. Come on, one more time. The strength of of 69 hammers you're holding your word out to the lord right now hold the word that's it father we thank you Amen. we're stepping forth and we're holding amen the word like it's a light in the darkness <clears throat> we're holding the word god like it's a candle amen that's splitting amen the darkness we thank you lord we're ste- we're stepping forward amen as you've promised amen we're asking dear lord jesus that you'd send the fire and at the same same time send the rain Amen. Be present and resident in this service tonight. Thank you, Lord, from the ministry and from the shepherd to the sheep. We ask for unction and function in the Holy Ghost. God, anoint these lips of clay and we need you now. Akshav. Shakate alabosha. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Amen. Could you place your Bibles down and somebody clap their hands under the Lord one more time. Come on. Could you do that? Amen. I'm going to bless the blesser in the house. I'm going to praise his mighty name. Come on, who is like unto the Lord? Oh, high and lifted up and his train fills the temple. Come on, his train fills the temple. (laughs) Praise God. Thank you, brother, for that conversation today. And I was telling the brother, Amen. That uh, that that there's something about the hymn, and if it's the hymn that speaks to people, and if his train fills the temple, that means, brother, and you know it. We preached it. They sew on pieces to the hymn, and if the temple is so thick that you can barely get through because there's so much hymn in the house, Amen. That means there's so much victory here. Amen, that you can barely get out into the aisle of the pew because there's victory in Jesus. No matter where you turn, there's him. No matter where you turn, there's a train. No matter where you turn, there's victory. There's embroidery. There's authority. Ooh, can you shout hallelujah? <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to help that preacher preach. God bless you. You may be seated tonight. Amen. Amen, the strength of 60, 69 hammers. Brother, begin to look into the word of the Lord in the book of Job. And Job is a book that seems a little difficult. Commentators will tell you that this is probably the oldest book that's in the Bible. This is pre-flood, amen, book that is here uh, before us. And so uh, even if you look at it in some of just what we would call the positive verses, amen, we would uh, still be as if it were shaken to the core. Trying to figure out exactly a man that has lost everything. His wife is backslid. His young ones are dead. Fire falls on the sheep and kills them. All of his bucks in the bank are gone. Amen. He's sitting in a city dump somewhere. Scraping himself with a broken piece of pottery. Amen. All is taken, brother. I could, amen. Uh, just, just I, I want to, as if it were, not even relish the thought of what it would feel like. Amen. To be that predicament. Amen. Without as if it were any hope, amen, or any promise uh, that would be set before him, just everything is gone. But then he says, brother, the skin worms eat my body. Yet right here in my flesh, I shall see God. And that when he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. So there are these unique nuggets and exemplism that's exemplified in Job's life. That give us that blessed hope in the midst of the greatest darkness. That blessed hope, brother, when everything has gone shaky and shady. I mean, that there's still light in the fight. That when you're encompassed, it's almost like a Davidic psalm. Amen. Brother, then I'll walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Amen. I will fear no evil. So it's as if it were a parallel between the book of Job and Psalms concerning that even if it's dark, there's still light there. That God still has this under control. Brother, we can begin to look at some of the scriptures in the book of Job. One of them, he even says, is there any taste in the white of an egg? Amen. No, it's in the yolk. You got to go to the middle. And so Job understood that if we're going to get something from God, you got to go straight to the nucleus you got to go past the fluff. (laughs) you got to walk into the dimension. Amen. Where God is and what is he thinking? So, brother, within that context in this chapter, just to narrow it down tonight and to get into it, in verse number 13, it says, With him is wisdom and strength. He hath counsel and understanding. Behold, he breaketh down, and it cannot be built again. He shutteth up a man, and there can be no opening. I like this tick for tat. Amen, kind of language, just like a rhythm here. Behold, he withholdeth the waters and they dry up. Also he sendeth them out and they overturn the earth. With him is strength and wisdom. He deceived the deceived and the deceiver are his. He leadeth counselors away spoiled and maketh the judges fools. Wow. Amen. He looseth the bond of the kings and girdeth their loins with a girdle. He leadeth princes away spoiled and overthroweth the mighty. He removeth away the speech of the trusty, and taketh away the understanding of the aged. It should be the opposite. The aged should retain, amen, the wisdom. that God said he can take that away. He poureth contempt upon princes. He weakeneth the strength of the mighty. Yes. It's the opposite of what we're thinking that God can readily do. So with the same token, brother, when there is darkness, God can bring light. How many know tonight that with what has taken place outside these walls. And I don't want to depress you or oppress you tonight, amen, but there is utter darkness that's happening in so many corners of the world today. As a matter of fact, brother, it's not in the corners anymore. It has come out with such a boldness and such a viciousness and such a vengeance, amen, upon the truth. It is as if all of hell amen, has been coughed up in the last three years to challenge, amen, the stance of truth and what we believe in. Does anybody understand that tonight? (laughs) Amen, you can't be a wimp in your worship. You can't have plastic Pentecostalism. You can't just hide on the periphery. You just can't Amen. hang on somebody else's salvation and hope that the coattail of your pastor can get you out of here. But somebody's got to make it. Amen. As Paul said, you're calling an election sure. Somebody's got to be steadfast, unmovable, and always abounding in the work and the word of the Lord. Wherefore, you know that your labor is not in vain. Oh, somebody say fight <laughs> the good fight of faith so it's going to take intestinal fortitude it's going to take a tenacity of truth on the inside brother if i'm not mistaken within the scripture there is what is called the epicureans and the bible mentions it these were the monastery kind of people amen that sold everything and lived on a mountaintop with a bed sheet and a bottle of water Amen. Then you had what was called the Stoics. And the Stoics said, what is truth? Amen. And there's no universal stand on truth. So you can believe whatever you want to believe. Brother, There seems to be this kind, amen, of religiosity today. you got the Epicureans, amen, that believe we need to become, uh, as if it were, hiding under some rock, amen, living on some kind of generator, hoping that we've got enough bottles of water and I'm not against stacking up, <laughs> Amen. But at the same token, then you have on the other spectrum, people that believe you can believe anything and still think Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Brother, somebody's got to find, amen, that Holy Ghost happy medium and say, God, I don't mind preparing. But at the same time, I'm going to get up, get out, and give somebody the gospel while I have time. <laughs> can you say hallelujah? Hallelujah. So with all of that, brother, I look at this verse. Amen, I've pondered it. There's this word rhythm, amen, that's going back and forth. Amen, and we're aware, and Job's aware. And then he says he discovereth deep things out of darkness. Darkness isn't hopelessness. Darkness is an opportunity. He bringeth out to light the shadow of death. Brother, begin to look at some, amen, of the translation of the scripture. Can I go a little Hebrew on you tonight? I know, brother, I'm up here for a little bit and some of you are happy. I don't know, I might break down there in a moment. <laughs> amen. How many are still with me? Praise God. Amen. So, so if, if you look at this scripture, amen, the words there, deep things, are amakut, amakut in Hebrew. Amen, amakut, if I could say, <laughs> which simply means something along the lines, amen, of knowing before it's visible. Emakut, amen, is the deepness, amen, that is revealed. So simply, brother, amen, God is telling Job, (coughs) he discovereth or revealeth the deep things, amen, out of a dark place. (coughs) In other words, brother, it has the connotation that God is gonna serve on a platter for those, amen, that are willing To stay in the light. Here it is. He discovereth deep things, amokut, out of darkness and bringeth out to light the shadow of death. And brother, a better translation, amen to the whole verse is this. He reveals his secrets which are unsearchable from that where he has restrained them and brings to light his secrets. So simply tonight, brother, amen, God has things that are hidden. It's almost, here we go again. How many are afraid of the Kleenex box with this preacher? Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. But God is a treasure box and he is hiding that treasure box, brother. It's full of secrets. Amen. And he's saying to us, brother, as long as we are in the light, (laughs) amen, as long as we're standing in the light, God will take those secrets that are hidden and restrained from us. Amen. And bring those, it says there, to the light so that we get a revelation of what's happening. So, Pastor, I'm here to preach tonight that the whole key in end-time eschatology is for a church not to tuck tail, amen, duck under some rock somewhere, amen, in some dark corner, and wait till the trumpet sounds. But all I'm preaching tonight is somebody like Job has the understanding that you stay in the light of the gospel and let it shine like a lighthouse. And when you do, God will take the things you can even see and bring them to where you are if anybody wants to know the timing of the rapture stay in the light if anybody wants to know how to handle when the antichrist is woman stay in the light if anybody wants to know Amen, how to keep your head above water stay in the light if anybody doesn't want to get shook up but look up stay in the light keep coming to church keep loving God keep pressing on Oh, can you say yes, yes, yes? Somebody clap their hands under the Lord. Oh oh yeah, oh yeah. How many want some deep things? How many want a revelation of where we are? God will bring those to you if you stay in the light. I'm going to jump into this real quickly, brothers, if you could. i in the book of Acts, chapter number 20, verse 6 and through 9. Now, I'm going, to, I'm going to mention a few things here in just a little bit. Oh, yeah, we live in a strange age. But Paul and Peter and the rest of them lived in a strange age. There were those Epicureans, and there were those Stoics. Amen. There were those bottled water people, and there were those that couldn't shut up about stupid things. Ha, <laughs> ha amen how many got a load of that wherever you go amen every color of hair imaginable amen brother they got metal hanging from everywhere from ear to toe amen if you want a youth group amen take a metal detector to a mall and you can find one real quick anybody with me shout hallelujah somebody say oh yeah so what are you saying preacher Amen, I look at this, brother, if you could go to the book of Acts, chapter, amen, number 20, and verse number 6. It says, and we sailed from uh, away from Philippi after the days of unleavened bread, and came unto them to Troas in five days, and we abode seven days. Wow, take a look at this. Amen, days of unleavened bread. Just back up just a tad, brother, if you could. Unleavened bread, and came to Troas. Brother, look at the detail that's happening. They don't miss a beat. Especially when Luke, the physician, is writing. He's kind of an analytical man. He's got his closet, amen, color-coded and patented. Amen, everything's in order. Amen, Philippi, even the Feast of Unleavened Bread, right in the book of Acts. True five days, seven days. Brother, you can map this out in a Rand McNally. You could figure it out on your GPS, on your little, amen, chewed Apple phone. Amen, it's all there. Go ahead, brother, next verse if you could. And upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow, and continued his speech until midnight. (laughs) That's the verse we like to skip, because it always gives the preachers, amen, an excuse to preach long. How many ready for a long message tonight? (laughs) No, no. Amen. How many are equipped for a midnight hour kind of anointing? Hallelujah! Woo! My dad, brother, every time I preach, something it just it gets lower and lower. There's less and less. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Where are you? until midnight? Now watch what happens. Next verse. Thank you very much. And they were, and there were many lights in the upper chamber where they were gathered together. Many lights in the upper chamber where they were gathered together. Brother, do you thought there was just one upper room? There's another upper room happening here. They were in an upper room. Brother, if you could go just one more verse. I'm going to back up to that one just a And there sat in a window with a certain young man named Eutychus being fallen into a deep sleep. Amen. And as Paul was long preaching, he sunk down with sleep and fell down from the loft and was taken up dead. And thank the Lord, brother, amen, They came from that stance. They went downstairs, laid hands on him, and he was revived and survived. Yeah. They had a resurrection in the upper room, as it were. Every time you go to the upper room, get ready. Expect it. God's going to move from here, brother, till June. Amen. Expect an upper room experience. From here until the 50. Amen. They're going to come running in and loving God. They're going to run to the light that's in the house. They're going to run to the light that's in this place. Back up if you could, brother, just a little bit. Did anybody catch that? I've read that over and over and over again and never caught it before. And it said there were many lights in the upper chamber. Now, brother, once again, if there's a color like tekelet, scarlet, amen, if there's something different, if there's a blue, if some color is mentioned, pay attention. It's like a billboard, brothers, like a flashing neon light. If there's a particular city, a particular name, amen, look it up. Something's happening right there. So if there's many lights, what's taking place? Well, according to the season and what I understand, amen, they were still at this moment, amen, a bunch of Jews here celebrating a Sabbath. Amen. And there were many lights in the upper chamber and they were gathered together. How many know when that starts? Friday night at sundown. Amen, it starts then, then amen, it stops at Saturday. Amen, night, our time, sundown. And then you have what? The first day of the week, which is Sunday. Brother, From when I understand them with this verse, the Jew, now I've studied this, I've looked at this, and they still do this. They will invite the Sabbath like a bride into their lives. They will invite the day of rest by lighting a bunch of candles and going through this warm welcome to say, It's our rest. Thank you, Lord. You're welcome into our house. And so apparently, amen, they were having some kind, amen, of church on that Saturday. Is this okay? (laughs) Amen, right here in the book of Acts. And they had many lights burning. But from what I understand, brother, they went into the night until midnight. They were already in the first day of the week. They spilled into having Sunday service as well. Is this okay? It's okay to have church on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, hello, somebody amen so they were burning the lights deep into the night It's from what i can gather with this <clears throat> amen and because of that brother there was a resurrection but it tells me something that when darkness approached they didn't oh, 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 oh we, gotta, we gotta shut the lights up it's over the rest is over oh no hello somebody they kept the lights burning into the night what I'm trying to tell you saints is that when we have some church amen we don't step out of these walls and oh oh oh, I better die no 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 we carry the light into the night amen and say God there's a world that's in darkness and I want to pull them out amen of the pit come on I want to pull them out of the miry clay I want to set their feet on the rock to stay Can you say hallelujah? Hallelujah. Shout, there's a light in the night. The lighthouse is here, brother. We're a city that is set on a hill which cannot be hid. And if we stay in the light, then the Bible, Amokut, simply says God will, like a server at a table, will bring you a platter. A platter. Or the new stuff that's happening. What is it? A jacuzzi board? What do they call (laughs) that? A charcuterie board. <laughs> I like jacuzzi better, praise God. <laughs> amen. But they bring that, amen. It's like God saying, here it is, because you stayed in the light. I'm going to give you an answer because you stayed in the light. I'm going to give you from the treasure box of what I restrained from others. I'm going to give you a fantastic miracle. I'll resurrect somebody that fell out of a window. Amen. I'll heal the brokenhearted. Come on, somebody. You can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You'll speak new These signs shall follow them. (laughs) The police. That's end time revival right there. Somebody say, yes, Yes. look at your neighbor and shout it. Stay in the light. In other words, brother, we don't blow the candle up, but drag, drag, amen, that light into the night. Drag it in there. Come on, brothers. Woo! Drag that light into the night. Get across the scrimmage line, as it were. Come on, let's go where the checkered board is and the flag. I'm in it to win it. I got to bring the light into the darkness. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, brothers. Hallelujah. So in Israel, brother, and here I go. I'm sorry. I just, I had to say all that to get to this. Somebody give me a denominal nod. <laughs> but here it is. My, is. We're just like family now. You, you know what the next quip or quote's going to be. <laughs> Amen. But just as they did to Iraq... And just what I feel that they're going to be doing soon, and I'll just, I'll fill you all maybe a little later, what they may be doing to Iran. Th- that's behind, that's the head of the snake behind a lot of these proxies right now. That's coming against Israel. Somewhere, brother, if I'm not mistaken, it was in the 90s, one, one of the President Bush reigns. Amen. I could get into the detail later, maybe, but amen. It so happened, brother, that was something fishy was happening in Syria. Amen. Syria. And they thought, wait a minute, we've got to do something about this. And we've got to go in and check this out. And they did, brother. They snuck in with spies. Amen. They took charge of the day. And they, brother, they, they, they somehow, I don't know, scuba dived through the Mediterranean Sea. Amen. Popped up in land and got in there as close as they could to Syria. And to where this uh, supposed people's nuclear Energizing plant for electricity was, power plant. But Israel knew, <laughs> power plant, power plant. Somebody got that. Somebody didn't. <laughs> Amen. It, it, you know, it's when you nuke your noodles in the, in the microwave. Praise God. Power plant. And they brought back samples, and they brought back dirt samples where there was radioactive, and they checked it out at an Israeli uh, kind of post and, 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 and lab, and they checked all the scientific data. They made sure of the schematics and everything, and for sure, 100%, more is happening there I mean, that meets the eye. And so they decided, just like they did with other countries, but then a covert operation. I believe it was called Operation Orchard. <laughs> Sounds pretty. If somebody got into the communication, my, they're planting apples. That's pretty good. Nice oranges come. Oh yeah. <laughs> Operation Orchard. But here's what happened. <laughs> Amen. Israel took about five, six or more, brother, of the of their jets. Amen. And, and brother, again, I know we talked about this, but they modify them. Now they have the F-35, some of the best in the world from the United States, but they make them better just like they did to the F-15s and F-16s. They make them better. They modify them so that it's even better than our planes, using our planes. <laughs> Does that make sense? Amen. So, so I, I, I'm simply saying they took all of these jets. And in that morning, just when the sun was breaking, you can look at the story. You can, uh, you, 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 you can, and there's, there's papers on it. There's stories on it. Amen. They end up in the morning and just at night and just when the sun's coming up, they go over the Mediterranean as low as they could to get out of the radar. And they come over Syria. And sure enough, sure enough. Woo! There was an explosion over Syria that day and they took out all, amen, of the possibility, amen, to where they could make nuclear bombs because they know the mentality of the enemy. They knew it, amen, with Iraq, with Sodom, insane, and all of the rest of them, amen, you don't trust, yes, he's very fat, or yes, sir are fat, you don't, you don't trust any of them, is anybody with me, hallelujah, so boom, it's gone. And the squadron that fought that day, amen, was called 69 hammers. Ooh, and they took it out. And he, they called the president, the prime minister at the time, amen. They called the president of the United States, one of the, one of the Bush presidents, and simply said this. And this is the key to the message right here. That which never existed, doesn't exist anymore. Click. (laughs) People doubted it. No, no, they're not doing that. That's not what's happening. Amen. You, You can trust them. Everything's okay. You can trust Iran. It's just for their people. It's just so they can put your lights on. It's just so that they can have chicken noodle soup heated up over the stove amen it's just for the vehicles it's just for the oh no 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 they understood that no matter who was saying what that saying it wasn't possible or it isn't there so Israel just kind of used a flip on words that which never existed doesn't exist anymore somebody needs to rise up in the Holy Ghost in the middle of a midnight hour amen with the spirit of 69 hammers and say I see something in advance no matter what the world's saying No matter what anybody's doing, amen. I've got light in the night, and I understand as God's given me revelation from the secret places of heaven, amen. That things are happening, and I'm not going to react, I'm going to act. I'm not going to be on the defensive, I'm going to be on the offensive. (laughs) Come on, that which never existed to everybody else doesn't exist anymore because I've stepped up and stepped on and stepped out. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. I'm dragging, amen, the light into the night and I'm making a difference. Whoa! somebody said whoa! <laughs> How do you like this for an end time seminar? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to preach a little bit. I, we could have flipped some pictures up and you could have heard a couple of people snoring at all, and that's all right. We could have done it. Amen. Amen. But there's something about the spirit of 16 I AM that says, Brother Nolan can't stand still. Somebody's got to be a watchman on the wall that says, Wait a minute. I see something, sir, in advance everybody else says it's not there but no not on my watch I've just seen a glitter off of the sword of the enemy I think I've just seen a few of them Amen. take their swords out of their sheaths they're approaching the city gates and somebody here a God given watchman needs to rise up and say not on my watch amen I'm going to call it out when it's coming it may not be visible everybody else may say it's not there but in the end time hour I'm going to pray like I've never prayed I'm Be vigilant for your adversary. The devil goes around seeking who he may devour. Somebody's gotta get up and say, God, make me ready. I need the spirit of 69 hammers. And I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to convert everybody, anybody to celebrate some kind of feast here tonight. But you know, right now we're smack dab in the middle of Hanukkah. Oh, and I love it so much. I, I love it so much amen, in the sense of its history. History. You know what that is? It happened in between the Old Testament and the New Testament. We call them the 400 silent years. They weren't silent. There's so much that happened there. They're not in the canon. They're not part of the inspired word. But Maccabees 1 and Maccabees 2 gives us a history. How that Alexander the Great, the Greek empire rose. He died young and divided his kingdom into four generals. The four generals took it. The two I want to talk about is the one that took Egypt and the other that took Syria above. Guess who's in the middle? Israel. (laughs) Amen. They're stuck in the middle. God wants them there. Why? Because they're not domineering people. They're people of influence because they trust the former and the latter reign. How many still follow? So in the middle oh, oh, somebody say, he feels the Holy Ghost tonight. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, how about you? <laughs> well, I'm fixing to have me a little conniption. But what are you saying, preacher? I'm just saying, amen. So Antichus Epiphanes, he marches down from Syria to fight Egypt. <laughs> and he doesn't win. He loses the battle. And on his way back through Israel, he has, brother, a tornado. He takes over the land. He desecrates the temple. I believe it's Daniel, Paul, and Jesus basically allude to this happening in what we would call the silent years. Amen. This is the first abomination of desolation of that which is yet to come. Amen. How many hear me? And so with that, brother, they would even take those, amen, that, that, that taught their children, amen, or, or circumcised them, they would kill those babies in front of their mothers. They would take the Torah and the word of God and soak it into pig's broth. They slayed a pig on the altar and desecrated it and they set up a god of Zeus. It was the de- abomination of desolation. And it wasn't until, brother, I hope I'm not born anybody, but it wasn't until one day at Moadim, another city where a man rose up <laughs> whose name was a <coughs> amen, and he was looking at one of his neighbors in the city. Amen. That's going to worship at this altar, worship the god Zeus. They were going from city to city. And Mathi, something rose up like a fire in his chest and said, Oh no. He took the sword and he killed that neighbor. You're not gonna worship that and killed the soldier. Amen, which started a revolution a revolution for three years. Amen against the Greeks. That tried to impress them in what we would call Hellenism, <laughs> Amen. Later, Mattathias died, but his sons took over. Guess what was the name of his son that became the leader of the band that helped turn the tide after three years? Amen. Ousted the Greeks and rededicated the temple with candles, oil, and fire. <laughs> Who was the man? Judah the Maccabee. You know what that means, Judah. The hammer. (laughs) Oh, somebody say hallelujah. Brother, he had the spirit of 69 hammers. You know what Judah means? Judah means praise. So it's a praise hammer. This time I will praise the Lord. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord lifts up a standard against him. Amen, it's time for the praisers to arise. It's time, amen, for Judah to arise. It's time to light the church. It's time to get the spirit of 69 hammers. Come on, somebody. See in advance. Dance in advance. Lay hands in advance pray in advance (laughs) that which doesn't exist doesn't exist anymore somebody shout "Yes, yes, yes." yes 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 I'm tired brother if I could say Amen, I'm tired of the devil trying to come into churches. And I, brother, I, 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 I'm no holy Joe, but I've been in a lot of congregations. I've been in a lot of churches over the last 30 years of full-time evangelism. And I'm here to tell you, saints, that if there's something the devil wants to use, and it's called soft distractions. So I was, brother, brother Natalie, help me, am I, am I okay? Amen, it's soft distractions. It may not be nothing major, because he knows well, you're gonna revert to the solid rock. Oh yeah, on Christ the solid rock I stand, and the devil's gonna go, that didn't work. But soft distractions, little things that take an hour here, an hour there, pretty soon three hours of your time is gone when you could have used an hour in prayer, 45 minutes in Bible study personally, and then prayed with your wife or your husband, Amen. In the middle of all that. Soft distractions to make us fractured in church services to where it takes a half a service before we finally get turned up and tuned on Amen to the Holy Ghost. But the time we really feel like we've got it, Amen, altar call's almost gone. Amen. When we're, but if we were prayed up, paid up, and ready to go up and say, devil, not on my watch. I see your sneaky junk in advance. Amen. I'm not ignorant of the devil's devices. I know where you are. Yes. Somebody say yes. yes. I could go on and on, brother. But why? Why? What is it mentioned? Hey, Amen. There was a lion. In the pit on a snowy day. I know one thing, brother. Oh, yeah. That snow, if you compact that, it brings you leverage. You know this. You've heard it preached. Why? It's because one of David's lion-like men said, Oh, oh, I see something of potential danger here. The lion is eventually going to jump out of this pit and he's going to clean somebody's clock. And it's going to be too late. So what I'm going to do, spirit of 69 hammers. Look at your neighbor say 69. Spirit of 69 hammers says that even if nobody's doing nothing, I'm going to jump in and I'm going to take that lion on. How many of you brothers would do that? Oh, brother, you're ready. I can sense it now. Amen. You're going to be preaching next Sunday. Hallelujah. Anybody with the preacher? Hallelujah. I mean, you go get that beast. You take care of him now because it's preemptive. And that's what this preacher's preaching tonight. If you walk in the light as he is in the light, then God will bring from the storehouses secrets, revelations, that will give the church the ability to stand in the deepest darkness in the end time. And if Job can do it, so can you. Anybody here in this preacher? <laughs> Brother, could I say, I believe. Let me just get on a tangent here for a little bit. We could do slides. Could. Brother, I believe there's a great possibility. And please, lock this into your mind. You want to take this and, 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 and study it when you get home. And I mean, how many have ever read Psalm 83? Psalm 83 talks about a ring, amen, of, of, of nations around Israel. And a lot of scholars will look at it at the end time. This is end time. Some believe right now. Psalm 83 is in fruition and happening as I speak. How many know in 1948 when Israel came to become a nation? Amen. That was prophecy fulfilled. God prophesied that they would come in to the land again and be a nation. You say, wait a minute. Amen. God's done with the Jew, isn't he? Isn't the church replaced? I'm not a replacement theologist. I don't believe the church replaced Israel. If that's the fact, then there would not have been an Acts chapter 2. Because for 10 years, it was Jews that were apostolic Pentecostal before they knocked on Cornelius' door so the the Gentiles could come in. Now, as a nation, they may have rejected. And as a nation, they were depleted and destroyed and so were scattered. But as a nation, God's going to deal with them in the end time. And I believe to be saved, they're still going to have to repent and be baptized like Peter and receive the Holy Ghost like Paul, just like their brothers and sisters. Hello, somebody. But at the same time, God's going to deal with them as a nation, and it's happening right now. God is making the Jew jealous because there's a bunch of rowdy Pentecostals that are going to make them wish they have what we've got. We're tongue talking. What do you say, brother? Holy roller, born again, heaven bound believer. Come out in the deliberating power of Jesus' name. <laughs> what am I saying, brother? We're walking and you're talking and you're assembling in this assembly in Edifice at the time prophecy is being fulfilled. How does that feel? Could I read this, brother? Let me just read this real quickly. Somebody say, I'm with you, preacher. Luther, Martin Luther said it this way. The Jews cannot live among us as Jews. We think, my, he's just a branch of reformation. Wait a minute. He may have reformed some things, but he wasn't totally reformed. He said, the Jews cannot live among us as Jews. Amen. The countries of the earth then said, later, the Jews cannot live among us. Later, Hitler said, the Jews cannot live. All they did was shorten the sentence. The Jews cannot live among us as Jews. The Jews cannot live among us. The Jews cannot live. Brother, once that seed begins to start... And I'm here to tell the Pentecostals, and I'm not trying to sound crazy here, but if you think they're just targeting Jews right now, we got another thing coming. You apostolic Pentecostals, Acts 2.31, God believers, are the grafted in Roman branches, amen, that have come into the book of Romans that Paul talks about in Romans 10 and 11. We are a direct recipient. You can call them goyim. That's who we are. We're the goy. We're the Gentiles. We're the God-fearers that have been grafted into this seamless 66, this whole tree theology. Ah, hallelujah. And if you think they're just against them, they're aiming for you as well. They're coming, as they say, amen, for the Jews on Saturday and the Christians on Sunday. So I'm, I'm just, I'm not cr- trying to create a, a cloud of fear here tonight. You have nothing to be afraid of, saints of God. I believe, amen, God's able to protect us, amen, if that's his will. Yeah, sure. There's going to be somebody that's going to be alive and remain when that trumpet sounds, and they're going to be caught up after the dead in Christ shall rise first. And let me say this again, brother, out of all of my hunger for eschatology since I was 11 years old, brother, over 40 years of end time study, I don't have it all figured out and neither will you. But I want to say say this, brother, is it possible because of people like you and those, amen, that are fighting for the right and trying to live righteous in the United States of America, is it possible that God will not blanket this nation with judgment, but instead he'll give precision, precision judgments where it's necessary that so somehow the righteous people of this nation will rise up and overpower, amen, the darkness so that in the end time we can make a difference and help Israel and do what's necessary as a people called out for a purpose? Is that possible? Brother, I I want to relate to you. Brother, how much time time is it? What time is it? I I don't want to take it as late as I did last night. But I feel holy. I'm going to feel Holy Ghost. Man, Lighthouse, I love you. We love you. I thank God for you. Thank you for enduring this preacher. Thank you for letting us stay this long. Thank you for letting us get acquainted with this church family so that I can feel the liberty. Amen. To warn you in advance that before we leave here, you have got to get the spirit of 69 hammers. Can I say something real quick? You will not survive beyond these doors without the spirit of 69 hammers won't do it. Young people, you won't make it. Brothers, you've got to get a hold. You were baptized in Jesus' name. That's so awesome. You're baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. You know what happened? You were buried with him in baptism. And then when you get the Holy Ghost, you come up like he resurrected. But the evidence is speaking of the tongues. You, you don't seek the tongues. How many ever bought a shoe and, and the tongue comes with it? Amen. When you get the Holy Ghost, the tongues just come with it. You don't, you don't go shopping. My, that's a good looking tongue. I'm going to buy that shoe because that tongue. You don't seek the tongue; you seek the shoe, and the tongue comes with it. You seek the Holy Ghost, and the tongues come with it. It's the evidence. Amen. I don't know. Some of you are going to start a fad. The tongue on the shoe is going to be embedded with something. I don't, I don't know. Amen, just like the jacuzzi board or whatever. But how how many are with the preacher? You're going to have Zach's car wash, brother, something new right there. It's going to be different than anybody in the nation. I'm 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 just trying to tell you, saints, it's those like you and I that's going to be bumped up against in the last day. But greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And when you can find Israelis in little clips... And then men in green soldier attire that have a Torah, a Torah scroll in the center and they're dancing around it while enemy rockets are flying to their nation to destroy. When you can have that kind of a spirit. I was telling some, I think I told brother and sister Some. I heard of this and I've tried to, I've tried to stay up with this because in a sense I feel like I'm a partly a missionary to Israel because when we go there, we just don't go there for tours. I go there to have an effect. I go there to have a ripple effect. I want to see our tour guides saved. I want to see everybody saved. I want them baptized in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. <laughs> oh, and, 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 and so I have an affinity in that sense. And so I, I remember, brother, they had this, these men that were cleaning their guns. I think it was maybe four men, six men. And, and you've got to do that for it to be effective. How many know? My dad did the same thing. He would tell us, you've got to clean this and clean that. And I'm no big gun man, brother. I don't own, uh, what do you call it? I don't even own a 10 4 or 410. Praise God. I'll get that right. Amen. <laughs> hey how many know? I mean, I got some little 22 kind of stuff. And, well, a little bit more than that. Hallelujah. But, but, but I, I, I'm just saying, saints, they were cleaning this stuff and all of a sudden one was lodged in one of the barrels and it shouldn't have been there. He should have had that cleaned out. You should have made sure before he took it apart. <laughs> it fired and went randomly. Thank the Lord it didn't hurt anybody right there. <laughs> and went off, brother, and hit hamas that just emerged from a tunnel with an EDI or whatever you call that. Hey, man, that's fixing to explode. They were gonna destroy them, but that random bullet <coughs> went right toward that <coughs> and took care of all of them. Miracle. I could take more time telling you miracle after miracle. But I could tell, you, amen, miracle after miracle of what's happening there right now. Just got report not long ago, and I, I could call some people, I can even call them tonight, as it were, and get some heads up on what's happening. Amen. In our tour guide, he's in southern Israel where Yemen, Amen, down that nation, the, the Houthis are sending ballistic missiles aimed toward our tour guide. <laughs> amen. Thank the Lord they're being taken out. And I could call him tonight, say, what's up, what's happening? And I could give him an Instagram, Insta message, whatever. But but one of the stories was, brothers, that they were in this protective place in their tents, Amen, tired from the battle. Everything is now, just a little bit better. They've got food on the table. Maybe, maybe modified sea rations, whatever. But there it is. And they got intelligence that something's digging underneath you And you better get out from where you are and go outside of the conclave. Let's just say it's the size of this church. Get outside of that because bulldozers pushed it up so they're not in a level shot with the man or enemy on the outside. You've got to get out of there. Not that they didn't have watchmen, but you've got to get out of there on the outside of those perimeters. They obeyed the command. All of them went out. And, and, amen, just minutes, maybe an hour later, all of a sudden, right inside one of their tents pops up the hummus and begin to fire but nobody was there Oh, somebody say hallelujah Hallelujah. and I'm here to tell you in the natural if God can protect his people amen in the natural in the nick of time and protect them how much more right here with the church of the living God amen will he fight for his his people arise oh Lord and let your enemies be scattered Somebody say yes yes yes. Yes, 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 yes. Psalm 83. Ezekiel 38 is a broader rendition, which some believe will include Russia, Turkey, Iran, and etc. that'll come. Some believe this is the start of that. I believe they're two separate wars in the sense, amen, that Israel's going to gain ground through all of this. Did you know that Russia right now and China are actually telling Israel, it's time to cease fire. They're putting pressure. As if Russia, who's attacked Ukraine, has anything to say. After how many years? And how many billions? As if China, who like a hawk is rotating around Taiwan, has anything to say. And even our president, or the president that's there now. Amen. Amen. Even him is saying something along the lines of a ceasefire. Yeah. I'm just hearing this lately, brother. What? They just killed. This, this, this wasn't a battlefield. This was a massacre. Right. Women and children and elderly. And they're supposed to cease fire. Hamas. Amen. I simply is chaos. Yeah. Destruction terrorists, please don't be wrong I want them, and they are and they're surrendering now in hordes they're surrendering Hamas. it won't be long, they're going to dismantle the whole thing they're in some of the major tunnels right now the north is almost complete and the south is on its way I don't have time to go through all the news but how many know what I'm saying God will fight for his people and prophecy is coming to pass right now are you pre-brother, are you mid-tribulation or are you a post-hosting no matter what you are, I want to be prayed up and paid up and ready to go up. And I know the church is not subject to wrath. Pastor and I agree on that. Amen. We're not here going God's not going to whoop up on his bride. Amen. Somehow, brother, we've got to be, as it were, taken out and away from the wrath that's coming, God's wrath. But wherever that lands, I want to endure and enjoy the blessings of the Lord until that trumpet sounds. How many feel what I'm feeling in the Holy Ghost tonight? Yeah. But I could go on and on. There's, there's detail. There's 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 stuff there, brother. Just just please, please. It doesn't make me any better, but just to be, Sister Nolak and I had the opportunity <laughs> under the auspices of Brother Irving Baxter. He's passed away. Bless his heart. Amen. End time ministries. And we went with him in 99 and with the opportunity to go to Syria before we couldn't. Anymore. We were in Damascus. We seen the straight street. We seen the house where Ananias was. <laughs> Whoa, wow. oh, you talking? Amen. We rode the roads of where Abraham would have went up in the Fertile Crescent before he came down to the Promised Land. <laughs> and then we went into Jordan, into Ammon. We seen the brook where Jacob crossed over. Jabak and wrestled with the angel that's in Jordan, which was Israel, which was biblical land. We've seen that, and then we came into Israel. We went through three countries, and this year I had the opportunity to go to Egypt and feel what it's like on the other side of the sea. I'm just saying, but the the, the perspective we were talking about it today that I have in my heart it's prime time for end time scenarios. To unfold as they are. And I know what we want. I know what we want. We're that rabbit. (laughs) That's kicked out. 2020. COVID. Bad stuff. Let's get serious. But now that things have calmed down. The rabbit wants to come back to its comfortable spot. And relax. Please don't do that. Now's the time for 50. By Pentecost. Now's the time to invite them in. Now's the time. I know this message is not real kosher and laid out well. I'm just speaking from my heart tonight. Is this okay? And I know some of you that I might have been on the 90% list. I'm on the 50% now. Amen. Anybody with Because it's just an unstructured message. But I'm just trying to say, amen. Somebody has got to get the spirit of 69 hammers that says, I will call it out in advance. I will destroy it in advance. There is a book that's out, amen, called The Fourth Principle, The Fourth Principle, or it's called Rise and Kill First. The fourth principle of this book is the most amazing. One of the principles, brother, is simply, amen, you cannot depend on any nation to help you when you're in trouble. Even the United States is wobbling right now. They understood that. Amen. There's other principles. One of the principles, brother, is that they needed a home base. They needed a house to live in called Israel so they're not scattered anymore. But the fourth principle of the book was this, is we need to be a watchman on the wall. You have got to rise and kill first. That's why, brother, there's assassinations. That's why they've got intelligence being what I can even intellectually come up with. Bam, bam, bam. Things are going at lightning speed. They just blew up an ammunition factory. I've seen the footage. Just blew it up in, in, in Janine, in what we would call the West Bank. Basically Israel. Bam. They took it. How did they know? Good question. But they rise and get it first because they know if they don't, it's going to get them. Somebody has got to stop capitulating in your mentality and spirit and thinking that the devil at some point in your walk with God is going to back off and be nice to you. Some of us are going to have to understand that the enemy means business and you've got to mean business back. And when the, and when the Lord gives us for the, the survival kit that says pray without ceasing, when the Lord gives us the, the survival kit, assemble yourselves the more as you see the day approaching. He means business. That's what we need. Somebody's got to get on the wall and rise and get it first. That which never existed doesn't exist anymore. I'm gonna get the spirit of 69 hammers. Somebody, could you lift your hands unto the Lord? I want you to talk to Jesus right now. I want somebody, amen, to talk to Jesus right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, sister, that's all right. Come on, sister, that's all right. Hallelujah. Can I preach to someone? Can I get somebody take your hand and say, slap it on my lap? Could you do that? Because I'm gonna do it anyway. Amen. I want to say it this way that to walk out of these doors thinking you can do anything less than what God requires in the Holy Ghost for us is committing spiritual suicide. That's right. That's right. You've got to make up in your mind somebody, maybe I'm preaching to one. Maybe two. Maybe nobody. But take the this. I've seen enough backslidden. I've seen enough families that have been tormented and torn apart over stupid things. Oh, because one or maybe both have capitulated and just kind of homogenized their faith and will just amalgamate something with the enemy and maybe it'll work. No, it never works. You got to get it in advance. You got to be a watchman that calls it out in advance. Parents, you can't afford to let that come to your door. Get it in advance. Yes, sir. <laughs> Young people, you can't let it creep up on you. Amen. Have the spirit of sixty-nine hammers. That even if anybody else says it's not there, you know in your spirit it's there. Go get it. <laughs> Is there anybody here that's a Judah the Maccabee, Judah the Hammer? Ah, oh. Woo. My, I feel Holy Ghost. I feel burden for this assembly right now. Brother Caleb, I feel burden for somebody right now. Somebody's got to make up their mind. Somebody's got to make up their mind. Could you lift your hands again? Thank you, Jesus. My, I feel old-fashioned conviction. I feel old-fashioned conviction right now. <coughs> Hallelujah. Numbers, brother, numbers, if you could. Chapter number five. Could you stand to your feet tonight, somebody? Hallelujah. I'm done. I'm, I'm closing. I know, I know tonight this, this service and this message is kind of a, a shotgun. Just, there it is. Catch one of the pellets. It, it may not be precise, but I feel it so strong. I feel it so strong. Then when I seen other churches with my kids, and I'd gather them and say, no, we're we're not gonna do that, family. I'm not downing nobody, I'm not judging nobody. I may not even mention any names to the family, but we're not gonna do this. Let's hold to this. Let's hold to this. And you know what was so precious, sister. Is to hear in front of his own church. My son gets up in front of his own church and says, Thank you, Dad, in front of the whole church. Thank you, Daddy, for being a wall and holding back ugly, bad videos from our family. Thank you for holding back hellish Hollywood. Some of you may know, but when you hear something like that, it's thank you, Jesus, for allowing me to hold a hammer called 69. Then, if even anybody else doesn't call it out, brother, <laughs> if no one else wants to mention it, that's for me and my house. Doesn't mean I'm more holy, doesn't mean that. I'm gonna rake on you, so "Look, I'm not no brother. I'm, a, I'm the least of them." But I just want to say that if we're gonna do anything, stay in the light. And the God of Heaven, when you pray, God, give me a revelation.